Good morning. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Texas Values Report. My name is Nicole Hudgens. I'm the Senior Policy Analyst for Texas Values. We're the largest organization focusing on faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas. And I'm sitting in the seat uh, in place of Jonathan Sines, our president who normally does the show, but he's on the road today going to Houston. So I'm stepping in hosting the show and I am so excited because we have an amazing guest on the line with us already and I just want to jump into that conversation we have with us Representative Candy Noble. Representative Noble, thank you so much for for calling into the show. We're excited to talk about an important bill that you worked on and carried in the House, SB 22. But before we get into the bill, I tell tell our listeners about about yourself, the area that you represent. Well, thank you so much, Nicole, for having me today. And, and I'm a big fan of Texas Values. I've been a supporter in the past, and I'm just so grateful for y'all and the work you do. I um, live in Lucas, Texas. Nobody knows where that is, but <laughs> a lot of people know where Plano and Allen are, and um, South Park Ranch of Dallas, Spain is in the district. So that kind of gives people a, um, a bearing on where it is. We're in eastern Collin County and some of the prettiest area in the state. So proud to serve them. I'm a mom of three grown daughters, three grown and married daughters, and eight grandchildren, and that's my uh, now I have to I have to stop you there, yeah. Representative Noble. Uh-huh. For our listeners who can't see you, Representative Noble does not look like she's old enough to be a grandmother. I just have to say that for the record. <laughs> <laughs> My daughters were very overachieving. Um, one daughter had two pairs of twins in two and a half years. So oh my that's goodness. how you get the eight grandchildren in, in a very short amount of time. But we're very blessed. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Collin County is such a great area. Um, you've you've got some great colleagues in that area that serve in the house with you, and and just just so appreciate the work that you've done. You, like you said, you know you've been involved in our work. And uh, for those who just tuned in, we're talking to Representative Candy Noble. And uh, you know, for those who haven't heard of Texas Values, we work. Uh, in the Capitol uh, during the legislative session, working with legislators to pass pro-life, pro-family, pro-religious freedom legislation in the state of Texas. We also work in the courts and the courts of public opinion, the media, and Representative Noble is someone uh, that we worked with in the legislature. And Representative Noble, you worked on an important bill, SB 22. Can you tell us more about that bill and, and why it was so important that this became law in the state of Texas? Well, you know, most people understand that we have tried in the state of Texas to make sure that Planned Parenthood and, and other abortion providers did not have access to taxpayer money. But um, even though we have accomplished that in appropriations in the past several sessions, we never made it a law. And so this time I was honored to get to carry uh, the bill. Um, and it was also 1929, but when Senate Bill 22, uh, wonderful Senator Donna Campbell made it all the way through the Senate and it was voted out of the Senate, I picked up Senate Bill 22 and carried it through the House. And um, what it does is make sure that taxpayer dollars at every level of government in Texas do not go to abortion providers or their affiliates. Mm-hmm. Such an important bill. And, and just so our listeners know, during the legislative session, you can have the same bill or a very similar bill filed as companions to each other. So you have a House version and you have a Senate version. 
of the exactly. bill. And so, yeah. Representative Noble, you had filed the House version, and Senator Donna Campbell had, had filed the Senate version. Well, their process went a, went a bit quicker, and Senator Donna Campbell's bill went through committee and through the Senate floor and passed over to the House. And since your bill, I believe your bill had already had a committee hearing. It had. It had actually been voted out of committee into the calendars, actually. And um, and I, I, when the Senate bill passed out of the Senate, I said, hold on, let's pass the Senate bill through that same committee into calendars. And that's what we did. So excited to get that done so that when it passed the House, it was able to go straight to the governor. That's right. And and listen, you did, I have to say, you did such an excellent job. And folks, listen, getting a law passed in any legislature is difficult. In Texas, we meet once every two years for 140 days where you have thousands of pieces of legislation filed. The bill has to be heard in both chambers in committees. It has to, in the House, it has to go through, as, as Representative Noble said, the calendars committee. Then it has to be put on the calendar and then it has to be brought up onto the House floor. And then, of course, in the Senate, it goes through very similar process. So, it's difficult to get a law passed in the state of Texas. And so just getting a law passed is, is no small feat. But this bill is so important, as you said, Representative Noble, and for our listeners who, who are just, just turning in, we're talking about SB 22, uh, and Representative Candy Noble carried that bill in the House. I'm telling you, I've, I've been in the Austin City Council meetings where I've had to tell the city council, my taxpayers, I'm not okay with my taxpayer dollars going towards an abortion provider. You know, we have federal law. We have the Hyde Amendment that federal funds cannot go to go towards abortions. In the state, as, as you said, Representative Noble, we've, we've done a lot of important work to, to stop ta- taxpayer dollars from funding uh, abortions. But it's so important that people realize the local tax dollars are so important that we protect those. I mean, in the city of Austin, they had already signed a lease agreement where you could pay a dollar a where Planned Parenthood would only pay a dollar a year to rent the building uh, from the city to rent a Planned Parenthood clinic in the city. I can personally tell you in that area, property taxes have increased hundreds of dollars per month, hundreds. So by the time that that Planned Parenthood would pay the the property tax increase. Uh, my room and I, roommate and I pay it. It was two hundred. It would be two hundred years. So you're seeing where where money is being used and and taxpayer dollars are being used to uh-huh. subsidize abortion providers and affiliates. Now, what your bill does not do is if somebody wants to donate to Planned Parenthood or or something like that. That's not what this bill does. It doesn't stop that. It just simply ensures that taxpayer dollars aren't being used to subsidize that. And and you know in the legislature there's so many other things that we need to be putting taxpayer dollars towards instead of an organization that has been, you know, organizations that have been uh, accused of selling baby body parts and covering up child sex abuse. Um, but your bill, it was very simple, just uh-huh. ensures taxpayer dollars aren't going to towards those organizations. Can you tell we, we worked Yeah, we worked really hard to keep the bill completely clean and, um, and very clear so that there was no, you know, wiggle room among those that would want to make sure that the bill got, you know, struck down by a court or that was that, that um, they could have a, a that they could use taxpayer dollars. And, and what was interesting is since the bill has passed, the press has picked up on several 
things that we were not even aware of where local entities, um, in fact, we have found that there were contracts with Planned Parenthood or other abortion providers at, at the um, county level, mm-hmm. at the hospital district level, at school districts. And um, and across the board, we found that all, and cities, of course, as you mentioned, Austin, were uh, and counties were in contracts with abortion providers. So, this will this bill will save lives, yes. and it will save tax dollars. The two things that just mean the most to me, and I'm just so thrilled to have been a part of it. Mm-hmm. And you, you know. Oh, go, oh, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Representative Noble. I was just going to say that we had the uh, honor or the, distinct, the distinction of having the bill on the House floor that deb- was debated the longest, seven and a half hours of debate. 40-something um, um, amendments were proposed and debated, and uh, I was criticized for not debating every amendment, but honestly, I did not see a single amendment till the day well, till that time that the that the bill was presented on the floor. So I had no ability to go through those amendments ahead of time and look and see, you know, the consequences of those amendments, whether they were good or bad. And so I, I did um, turn down having amendments added to it to keep the bill clean. And we did add one that would, you know, make sure that uh, if any part of the bill was struck down, that the other parts would stay uh, legal, so that was mm-hmm. the one amendment I took right at the end. But I'm very proud of the work that that I did. That that the fellow my fellow Republicans on the House floor just stood by me through that seven and a half hours and buoyed me up and prayed for me. And you guys were amazing throughout the process. I have to have to give a shout out to Texas Values because you you were there in the Capitol. For those that don't know, they're there every day. You know, they're there promoting those values. They're not behind the scenes. They're on the scene. And I just am so grateful to you and um, and the other Texas Values uh, staffers that were, were there for the committee meetings, that were there in my office helping me prepare. And I'm just so grateful for that. Well, Representative Noble, you did such an incredible job. You handled the issue with so much grace, so much poise and strength. And folks, I, I hope you heard that. Representative Noble was on the floor for seven and a half hours debating and, well, debating, presenting and listening, trying to get this bill passed. So seven and a half hours it took to get this bill to to stop these bad amendments. And I remember watching the House floor. I mean, we were like you said, Representative Noble, we were there. We were there for those seven and a half hours. And <laughs> there were so many <laughs> amendments <laughs> that they tried to put on. And you just very graciously uh, wanted you wanted to keep the bill clean and you you voted to motion to table. All of those amendments, um, except except for the one, just ensuring that you know if anything struck down, you know, an important legal component to to many bills um, uh-huh. that you added in in that last amendment. But folks, it was crazy just seeing how amendment after amendment after amendment was offered, and what people need to realize is that this was a very simple bill that simply ensures your taxpayer dollars aren't going to go to abortion providers. But it took seven and a half hours to get that bill (laughs) across the finish line and passed. And so Representative Noble, it takes a lot of people, I, I don't know if they realize that in the public policy arena, 
you know, certainly you have the, the physical aspect of being at the Capitol, of articulating the ideas, of, of working with members mm-hmm. to get bills across the finish line. But it can also take a spiritual and an emotional toll on those yeah. who are standing up for righteousness. And there is a spiritual battle over this issue. There is a spiritual Absolutely. battle over the fact that, you know, where is our money? What are we as a city, as a state promoting with our funds? What are we investing in? And this was, again, simply ensuring that we're not going to be using our taxpayer dollars for organizations like Planned Parenthood. But there are others that have been accused of selling baby body parts. They've been caught on tape having those discussions. Um, there have been multiple cases where they've cover up, covered up child sex abuse. This is this is not, you know, we're deciding not to fund, you know, a, a cer- another type of organization. This is a very common sense piece of legislation, very common sense. And so I just so appreciate you, Representative Noble, for taking a stand for taxpayers and taking a stand to protect our taxpayer dollars from going towards these organizations. Again, if if somebody wants to donate to Planned Parenthood, they can. I don't recommend it, obviously. But if but it should it's not fair for you and I, those who are pro life, who want to protect life and you know, for practicality's sake, want to protect our taxpayer dollars. I mean, I want to keep more <laughs> as much money in my pocketbook as I can. Um, but that's that's really all your bill did. And so we're just so proud of you, Representative Noble. And just thank you so much. And folks, I have to point out, this was Representative Noble's first session, first session. And she passed this incredible bill, her first session. So Representative I was so Noble. honored, so honored to get to carry it as a freshman and, and the, the, the leadership and our party and um, and thought that I could do it and, and supported me in every way. I'm, I'm very grateful, again, as I said, to all those that stood by me and stood with me literally for seven and a half hours to, to make sure that this became law at last. Yes, and, and you, again, you did it so gracefully with so much poise and strength. I, I remember we got to see you right after everything happened <laughs> after that seven and a half hours debate. And, and you just, you were so gracious. You, you took a picture with us. We got to chat afterwards. And, and I just, I just can't tell you, like you said earlier, this bill, this bill is going to help save lives. This bill is going to impact future generations of Texans. They're, you're going to, you're protecting their taxpayer dollars. We're protecting um, the value of life that we as a state and local governments aren't going to subsidize the killing of unborn children. You know, as taxpayers, we have a lot to do. We need, you know, we need to provide a good education for our kids. We need to provide roads to drive on. And and honestly, we need to at times step up and help with the health care of those that are that are unable to care for themselves. Mm-hmm. This is not health care and this right. does not fit in any of those core values that we have as a state. And so I'm just so honored to be able to stand up for what is right for taxpayers and for um, for all our citizens of Texas. And I just so appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to share that today. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Representative Noble, for all your hard work. And, and I hope you get a little bit of vacation after all those long, long days and long nights. Thank you. You too. You too. You were there too. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. You too. All right. Bye-bye.
Well, folks, that was Representative Candy Noble. She did an incredible job, let me tell you, just standing for for the truth and, and what's right, as she said, what's right in the state of Texas. And we're so thankful for her. And I'll tell you, just seeing the impacts of what this bill has already had, uh, it has been signed into law by the governor, so very exciting. But what you're going to see is is we're seeing where, as, as Representative Noble talked about, did you know you're, that there are school districts that can contract with Planned Parenthood for sex ed curriculum. And, and for those who may be listening and, and there are, are young children around, I'll, I'll go into more specifics on this. So just want to send out that, that ad, parental advisory. <laughs> uh, but there are curriculums that uh, have come from Planned Parenthood that Austin ISD is considering adopting soon. And I encourage you, go to our website, txvalues.org, to find out more information they are going to be discussing uh, in August what curriculum they're going to adopt. There's already been strong recommendations that they adopt the Planned Parenthood curriculum. That is extremely concerning. One, because we know that Planned Parenthood, uh, as their new president recently said and flat out said, their core mission, a core mission of Planned Parenthood is abortions. So you've got those who have a vested interest in abortions, coming into the schools, and teaching kids about sexual activity. And folks, I've read some of the things that are in those curriculums. We've got team members that have done been studying what has been put forth in that curriculum. And folks, let me tell you, it's appalling what they're, te- what they're trying to teach kids. It's appalling that they have role play scenarios where students are to act out, scenarios of, of being at a party where sexual activity has taken place. First of all, and, and, and I remember reading it, it was for sixth grade. And and I very strongly assume that they're not talking about a birthday party when there's sexual activity going on in this role play scenario. And the students have to act out and are graded on these scenarios. They're, they're talk, they talk about a number of issues. They talk about the LGBT agenda. There's so many concerns that are in these curriculums. And unfortunately, uh, before Representative Noble's bills was passed, school districts could do this. Now there's a question of what's going what's going to happen now moving forward. And thankfully, we can say that local governments, including school districts, cannot uh, cannot contract uh, once once the bill comes into law. They can't contract with Planned Parenthood at at the school district level. They can't do it at the local level, at the city level. Whereas I talked about earlier, what's happening in the city of Austin, but it's happening in other parts of the state too. Uh, so. Again, this was such an important piece of legislation that became law. We're so thankful for that. And shifting gears a little bit, I want to tell you some exciting news about another very important bill that has now become law that has been signed by the governor. Governor Abbott has officially signed the Chick-fil-A bill. And let me tell you, folks, I am so thankful that that bill <laughs> has been signed into law. We were at an event with uh, some some friends in, in Dallas, our organization. We're actually, and before I forget, if you go to txvalues.org, we may be coming to a city near you. We're going to be in Fort Worth. We're going to be in Houston. Lots of exciting events. We were in San Antonio last this past week. Uh, we've been in Dallas, and we were in Dallas, and our team members are start holding up their phones. And so I check, and SB 1978 had been signed by the governor. So it is official. And for those who don't know, this is the Save Chick-fil-A bill, 
the bill that ensures that if you contract with the local government, if you uh, have needed an accreditation, a scholarship, a license from the government, that you're not going to be denied because you've donated to a religious organization or are a part of a religious organization. This is really important because, as you well know, and and if you don't know, the city of San Antonio, the city council of San Antonio decided that they were going to ban Chick-fil-A from having a store, a restaurant in their airport because Chick-fil-A donated to the Salvation Army and Fellowship of Christian Athletes. This is appalling. I mean, everyone knows the Salvation Army has been doing incredible charitable work for, I believe, over 100 years. Uh, they were the one of the first groups to do an anti-human trafficking effort. This group's amazing. I mean, you see them outside, especially during Christmas time, ringing the bell and you put change in and it goes to help the poor and those in need. But because Chick-fil-A had donated to that organization and to Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the San Antonio City Council said, no, because you've done this, because you have a history, your your founder has a history of believing that marriage is between a man and a woman, we're not going to allow you to come into to our airport, which is ridiculous. I've been to the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport. I've been to the Reagan, uh, Ronald Reagan International Airport. I've been to the Atlanta-Hartsville Airport. They all have Chick-fil-A's, folks. They have Chick-fil-A airport. They have Chick-fil-A restaurants and airports in California, in New York. This is ridiculous that the San Antonio City Council is denying a Chick-fil-A store. But unfortunately, they are. And now it's led to an investigation by the Federal Aviation Administration. And they give grants to cities that have uh, stores in their airports for them to have vendors at their airports. They could, the city could be losing $11.4 million because they're discriminating against a faith-based organization, a Christian organization, or an organization, a company that donates to religious organizations. So thankfully, the attorney general, the Texas attorney general has taken action on that issue. But because the issue played out during the legislative session, there was an important religious freedom bill, uh, SB 1978, that had already been filed. And it was it was tailored to address what happened in San Antonio to make sure that this doesn't ever happen again in the state of Texas, that a business is not denied, that a person is not denied a license or um, an accreditation or a contract or a subcontract or a benefit program with the government simply because they donate to a religious organization or are a part of a religious organization. And you think, well, being a part of religious, uh, being a part of a religious organization, surely the government wouldn't discriminate you because of something like that. But folks, we're seeing even at the federal level where those who have been nominated for a federal judicial position, some of the top attorneys in the nation, those who have worked and practiced in law, who have been nominated to these important federal court, federal judicial positions are being questioned and attacked because they were a member of the Knights of Columbus. Or I'll I'll never forget Amy Comey Comey Barrett, an incredible woman who who was nominated for an important judicial position because she was a practicing Catholic and because she had a number of children. There was a senator that went after her, and the way she stated it was she she told Amy Comey Barrett, the dogma lives loudly within you. Because Amy Comey Barrett was a practicing Catholic. Folks, we've, we've got 
I mean, what's amazing about America is the fact that we have religious freedom, that we were founded on the principles of of protecting religious freedom. And now we've got the government, senators, United States senators and city councils in the state of Texas attacking people because of their religious beliefs, because they're part of a religious organization or donate to a religious organization. And let me tell you, folks, people have I've heard some people try to make some arguments about, well, what's good for business? Well, if you want to look at what's good for business, there was a study done by George Washington University that found that religion does more for the United States economy than Apple and Google combined do for the global economy. That's, I'm going to say that again. Religion does more for the economy in the United States than Apple and Google do globally. We need to make sure we're protecting religious freedom. When we protect religious freedom, there are benefits for everyone. And so uh, I know I've just got two minutes left, so I'm going to hopefully get as much information as I can. I encourage you to go to txvalues.org if you want to find out more about what we're doing on the issues of life, marriage, and religious freedom and protecting protecting future generations of Texans. And listen, we were at the Capitol during the legislative session. We're going to be in, I'm sure, a number of school districts and city council meetings, the State Board of Education meetings, administrative hearings. There's a lot going on, even when we're not in the legislative session, that our team's going to be ready. And again, don't forget to go to txvalues.org to find out if there's an event coming near you. Again, we're coming to Fort Worth. That's going to be an amazing event with Alan West. We're going to be in Houston. We've already been to San Antonio and Dallas. So go to txvalues.org. Don't forget our policy conference is coming up September 6th and 7th. You can go to txvalues.org for more information. And finally, we're at the end of our fiscal year. So being able to do all of this is only possible because of the grace of God and donations from folks like you. So I encourage you, if you want to give, it's one of the best investments you'll ever make, especially in the state of Texas. We are committed to protecting life, marriage, religious freedom, and family values in the state of Texas. So I encourage you, check us out on our website here on Facebook. You can go to our Twitter and Instagram accounts. And I just so appreciate you taking the time to listen to another edition of the Texas Values Report. I'm Nicole Hudgens, Senior Policy Analyst for Texas Values. I hope you have a wonderful weekend.